Well, everyone, welcome this morning. I'm Pastor Dan Wilburn, and we have a special uh, Sunday. Not only is it the uh, last Sunday before Lent kicks in as we head towards Easter, but this is a special Sunday because we begin uh, really five weeks of exploring together what it looks like to enter into another uh, financial challenge around here at Lakeland Community Church. And so I'd like to begin with, um, well, with Scripture. So if you have your Bible or your little supercomputer in your pocket there, Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61 and Luke chapter 4, because it's the same. Isaiah 61, Jesus began his ministry reading the prophet Isaiah in the synagogue with all eyes fixed on him. And this is what he quotes from Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me and he has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and to release and release to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. These are the words Jesus reads. What's interesting at this moment, as he reads these, it says in Luke that all the eyes were fixed on Jesus in the synagogue that morning. And they thought, who is this man? Joseph's son? Mary's son? Who is he? And then Jesus says those words that began his ministry. In your hearing today, these words are fulfilled. And just a moment later, they're about to throw him off the brow of the hill and kill him. How quickly people turn because of vision. We can all hear Jesus' words, and we can give a hearty amen to it. We can give an amen to it because this church believes in Jesus' words. That Jesus has been anointed, that he's going to preach good news to the oppressed, set captives free, bind up the brokenhearted, release prisoners. All of that sounds wonderful to Lakeland. We have done this sort of thing around here. We have, we've come alongside the brokenhearted, the oppressed, and prisoners, and so forth. And, and I, we need to say, well done, Lakeland. Excellent. Great work. Good. The last eight years or so have been a tremendous amount of work as we've gone through financial challenge after financial challenge, building upon this idea of binding up the brokenhearted, taking care of the poor, doing something about what's wrong in the world putting hundreds of thousands of dollars toward it. But, but something's wrong with our vision. And this morning, I want to begin to correct that. I want to clear up our vision. It's time for some 2020 vision correction around here at Lakeland. So for these next five weeks, we're going to pray, we're going to gather, we're going to ponder together, we're going to study What kind of church we want to be for the next three years? What kind of Christians shall we strive to be? We're going to weigh the cost and we're going to count uh, and we're going to consider the benefits. We're going to look at all of this together and see who we want to be because come April 2nd, 
All of us will turn in financial commitments and make promises to God and to the kingdom here on earth about what we want to do over the next three years financially to support the vision of the church. So let's get very clear about what this vision is so we know what we're investing in. Lakeland, Jesus is calling us. And Jesus is calling us then for a spectacular vision, to clear up this vision. He's not calling us to be a megachurch. He's not calling us to get a television station. He's not calling us to rent an an arena or a stadium. He's not calling us to be slick or cool or hip. Jesus is not calling us to be a political action committee. Jesus is not calling us to build an empire or to make a name for ourselves, some sort of Tower of Babel. Jesus is calling us, everyone, to be faithful. That's what he's calling us to be. Jesus is calling us to be faithful to his gospel, faithful to him, faithful to our original vision as a church over 20 years ago. I'd like to read you a letter that sits on my desk at home. And it's been there for over 20 years. It says this. Hello. Finding a good church home is important to the majority of people in Lee Summit. Recently I read a newspaper in the newspaper that 62% of Lee Summit residents desire to attend church more. Is finding a good church home important to you? If so, then I'd like to invite you to Lakeland Community Church. Lakeland's a non-traditional church designed for people who have not attended church recently or may not understand Christianity completely. Each Sunday, we communicate the Bible's spiritual message using new professional music, drama, video, and teaching. And when you come for our hour-long service, no one requires you to wear a name tag or talk to everyone. You can relax, have a cup of gourmet coffee, some cookies, and spend your time taking in what God is saying to your heart and soul. We have a safe, clean, and very creative children's ministry called Promised Land, which takes place during the adult service. We really believe kids matter to God, so we make them a priority. I hope and pray you find a good church you can call home. Please come and see if Lakeland is the place for you. Our identical services begin at 9 and 10.30 each Sunday at the East Glen 16 Theater. If you'd like to view and listen to a service sampler, try our website. And if you have any other questions, then call this number. Nothing's changed. We are still that same people meeting in a movie theater, attempting to get our seeking friends and neighbors and family to come hear about Jesus Christ. Jesus is calling us to do this same exact thing. Be real, be the genuine article, nothing fakey, nothing put on. Our first vision was all about going after seekers and soul searchers. Seekers who just want to know if there are any real Christians left on the planet. Or if they all sold out to popularity and to politics. Are there any real Christians left? More importantly, are you and I, that kind of authentic follower of Jesus. The truth is, everyone, I think we've drifted as a church. Now, understand back in 2005, if someone would have said, hey, 
Let's do something about the orphans. Let's do something about rescuing women from prostitution. Let's feed families in Mexico. Let's fund the persecuted house church in China. Let's heal women in Liberia. Let's, let's uh, be homeowners in the inner city and go in there. Everyone would have said, everyone in the church in 2005 would have said, um, you know, those sound like really good things. I mean, I see that stuff in the Bible. But I think God is just calling us to reach our lost, disinterested friends, first and foremost. Like, you know, number one and then number two, all that other stuff we just said. Nowadays, these years later, 12 years later, nowadays we say something like, we need to do something about the doors up front so that the community can come and go whenever they need to. Magnetic doors. We need to do something about the crumbling sidewalk out front that tracks mud into the building and the crumbling curbs out there and the potholes in the parking lot. We need to do something about fixing the lights and the video systems and the technology in the building because it's, it's old. The second it goes out, we're, we're $100,000 in, in, a, in, a, in a problem. If I said that stuff now, no one's going to think, wow, that sounds really mission sexy. That sounds great. But if I would have said fix up the entrance... Let's do something about the building. Let's put our best foot forward for our seeking friends. Everyone would have said that's exactly what we're supposed to be doing. Anything you can do to help me reach my coworker who thinks Christians believe in fairy tales and and dead religion, that's the stuff I want to fix and that's what I want to take care of. Anything that would say, we want to be the best church on the east side of Kansas City as possible. I'm all in. Just recently, a good solid Lakelander around here said he invited several people to Lakeland over the years, co-workers and so forth. Some came, but none of them stuck. And he's sort of scratching his head. He's like, I wonder why they didn't stick. Now, there's a variety of reasons why people don't stick at a church. Only one in ten visitors stick anyway at any church. So, you know, the odds are way down there, around 10%. But it raises the question, are we doing everything possible so that when you or some of the people you're sitting with right now invite their seeking friends to Lakeland, will they experience the best possible experience and make and authenticate the gospel? Will that happen? Are we doing everything we can do to make Lakeland accessible to people outside the church? Are we validating Jesus in the best possible way? And I wonder this as well. This said, some things, two things primarily, have changed over the last dozen years in our vision and I think in culture. One, the spiritual landscape in America has changed. For one, Very few worry about escaping hell fire. I'll never forget when this hit me years ago when my son was little and we went to a Saturday basketball program that was put on by um, churches. And he was playing basketball and then at halftime, over about four different Saturdays, they did a a, um, gospel presentation that built on each other. 
Wonderful presentation. Beautiful. They laid out the gospel. Everyone has a sin problem. Jesus has a wonderful plan for your life. It was, it was all great. The problem is, is during this halftime, during my son's basketball game at this church, I looked around while the gospel of Jesus Christ was being shared and everyone was checking their phone and yawning and was just like, when can we get back to the basketball game for my seven-year-old? And I thought, aha. I don't know if they're just preaching to the choir and everyone already knows it or they were just slightly off kelter and not doing it right. Whatever it was, there was something not working. Something was not working. The spiritual landscape has changed in America and saying that you're going to go to hell and burn for eternity somehow is just not motivating. A little strange, but it just is not selling on Main Street. Lori and I were down walking around the plaza last weekend, in short sleeves, by the way. And there was a man standing on a box at the street corner, uh, I think of Pennsylvania and 47th. And he was crying out, and he had a Bible in one hand, a gold-trimmed black version, and a sign hanging on a string around his uh, neck. And he was saying, talking about judgment day is coming. You must repent and turn to Jesus Christ. And it was a very busy night with the weather so good. And everyone moved by and every now and then someone snickered or said something or said a Jesus or something like that. Nobody, nobody, I mean not one person stopped to repent or ask about Judgment Day or Jesus Christ. Meanwhile, those same people shopped at North Face, Athleta, Bear Minerals, Warby Parker, Sperry, Vineyard Vines, and on and on and on, and ate exotic, spectacular, high-priced food. Every one of them trying to create an image of themselves, both inward and outward, that says, I'm special. I shop at North Face. I'm a mountain climber. Mostly I drive to Hy-Vee in my car, but I'm a mountain climber. I'm hip. I'm spiritual, but not religious. Like that guy with a sign around his neck. I don't believe in dead religion. I believe in being spiritual. That's the change that's happened. People will seek after being hip and cool and spiritual, and they've turned then ecology into a religion. Why, in Great Britain several years ago, fourth on the list after Christianity, Judaism, and uh, Islam, Jedi was the chosen religion. Really? Jedi? Your religion is a Jedi? You're a Jedi? I mean, I look around me and I see people so very desperate for spiritual things, something so real to feed their soul, something that connects with them, that they're, that they're willing to do anything transcendent to find something spiritual. And here we are, the church of Jesus Christ, thousands of years of transcendent spirituality, connecting with God, deep intimacy with the creator, the one of the universe. 
and people would rather not listen to that and instead think that they're a Jedi? Basing their entire spiritual life on a movie with a little green Muppet that after 900 years still can't put together a good sentence? Really? Mark my words, someday, someday it will be against the law, okay? You'll be accused of religious bigotry if you make disparaging remarks about Star Wars. Because it'll be somebody's religion. I'm half serious. If you want to base your life on a movie, why don't you try Groundhog Day? Get up, make the donuts, drink the coffee, go to work, blah, blah, blah. There, there's a movie for you. Wouldn't that reveal the disparity of the vacancy of the soul? People are so very desperate for something spiritual, anything spiritual. So Lakeland has worked so very hard over the last 10 years or so on trying to reveal spirituality. We've worked so hard at creating deep roots, spiritual roots. The problem is, is that deep spirituality is not all whiz, bang, and fuzzy and fun. It's actually very habitual. It's very disciplined. This is how you become a soul. You do the same thing over and over and over. You read your Bible over and over and over. You pray over and over and over. You serve over and over and over. That's how spirituality gets built. But nobody wants to do that. Instead, they'd rather put on North North Face jacket and go to the Amazon. Sounds kind of hot. See, atheist baby boomers are still embarrassed about belief in God. But not the next two generations, not Gen X and not millennials. They don't have any problem with God and the creator. They're not embarrassed about that. What they want is something real, something authentic. Let's show them the real God. And that's what we've been working on. So that's one shift that's happened in America. The other shift that's happened in America is that the culture has changed toward a movement toward action. There's a move toward action. If you're not walking the walk and talking the talk, you're nothing. Everyone has a cause for disenfranchised groups these days. All over the country, younger generations are all about a cause. You know, GoFundMe? You guys get on GoFundMe? Do any GoFundMe stuff? You know, it's a crowdsourcing um, website for fundraising, for any cause you want to come up with. You could go home. Uh, you could probably do it right now while I'm talking. If you want to start a GoFundMe, you could do it on your phone. People have wonderful causes like helping somebody with cancer, you know, and funding their surgery and so forth, um, their treatments. They fund funeral services on there, survivors of car wrecks and surgery, corrective surgeries, wonderful, wonderful things. And it's amazing how much money people will give to these sort of things uh, just because it's a website. Very, very cool. But my girls' lacrosse team had a GoFundMe, and it raised a bunch of money for a high school girls' lacrosse team just because we started a GoFundMe. But then there's that stuff on GoFundMe like that's also somehow almost just the same as someone's cancer treatment surgery, stuff like, hey, man, we left the van unlocked, and so all of our band gear got stolen. Can you spare a dime? You know, that sort of thing. Like, okay, I mean, lock the van. Um, you know, and then there's stuff on there for, like, my pet's surgery. You know, let me get specific. Cat surgery. You know, 
I mean, dog surgeries, no questions asked. You know, but cat surgeries, I mean, do we really want to tempt the gods of natural selection? I don't think so. I mean, I mean, there's just... So kind of, there's a fund and a cause for everything these days. There's probably a fund out there for hair implants for redneck Lee Summit pastors. Poor Garrett. And I mean, when Lakeland began, we were working down at Habitat for Humanity. We take Saturdays and we go down to Habitat for Humanity. I mean, we didn't have, we were meeting above a restaurant. But we knew that the gospel said you should do something about those who are the homeless and the poor and so forth. And Habitat was a wonderful organization. And so we go down there and work. And down there, we met a woman named Paula who was volunteering that one day just by herself. She didn't come with anybody. She was single. And she just knew deep in her heart that she just needed to help build houses for poor people. Yeah. So she's down there volunteering. And we got to meet her, and then we came back to Habitat with her. And pretty soon she started coming to church. And long story short, she became a Christian. And then um, she gave her life to Christ. And, uh, and then she went to work in an orphanage in Guatemala. Left her engineering job, her computer job, and went and did that. She became this world-changing human being because of Jesus Christ. If you say you follow Jesus, then you better look like Jesus these days, everyone. We get this. Lakeland gets this. And that's why we have all this biblical justice financial initiatives going on around here. The sick, the orphan, the under-resourced. And I say biblical justice quite pointedly because I don't really like using the term social justice because it's become too politicized. Besides, I believe in biblical justice. (laughs) The justice that's in the Bible. That's where it all came from anyway. These days, Lakeland is awesome at biblical justice and deep spirituality. Those two things, we have fleshed out our vision well. Deep spirituality and going after a cause, biblical justice. We've done that well. We feel, though, I feel, like we have drifted from the original letter, the original letter that said, we hope and pray you find a good church home. Please come and see if Lakeland is the place for you. We've drifted because we've been so busy fixing other things like compassion, justice, and spiritual depth that I feel like it's time to put our best foot forward around here at Lakeland again. Because somehow we've drifted into stewardship, and somehow stewardship says that we don't need to care about things around here. And the building's well over 20 years old. And I'm not sure that we're putting our best foot forward when when you think about lost people, nor is our attitude right about that. Okay? It's like this. We were just talking before service, and Garrett and Chris and me and so forth, and we were saying, like, we were talking about Price Chopper, over here on the west side of town, sorry, east side of town, the old price chopper closed, you know, and they put up a new snazzy price chopper. And I just went there for the first time yesterday. Uh, my son and I went over there because he had to have some soda, you know, uh, critical for a 14-year-old's diet. And so uh, we went and got some soda. And I'm looking around this place like, man, this place is really snazzy. It's expensive, and I'm glad I don't shop here, but it's snazzy. Meanwhile... They're renovating my old Hy-Vee, you know, the one I go to. 
Yeah? Now, the old Hy-Vee was just fine. I like the old Hy-Vee. It was a grocery store. Meh. You know, it's Hy-Vee. Hy-Vee. It's kind of like Bob Dole. It's just there. You know, it's good. It's just fine. Hy-Vee. But now they're renovating Hy-Vee. And you know what I'm thinking? Yeah, about time. <laughs> what happened? Suddenly, Hy-Vee's out of date. Now imagine if you take the same sort of thing and you say like Lakeland. Should we do something about the parking lot? Should we do something about the paint and the color and this sort of thing? Who's waiting at the front door waiting for their lost, seeking, searching friend to come through the doors? Who has that attitude? Who's buying into the letter? Biblical justice, great. Deep spirituality, great. Original vision, putting our best foot forward, I think we got work to do. That's all I'm trying to say. We have to do all of them. I'm not sure why we've drifted in the idea that we can only do like one at a time. But I think we can do all three. Deep spirituality, all this mission, and put our best foot forward around here. Of the 2020 vision... Um, here are the things that we're going to be addressing over the next five weeks, okay? And I'm going to go through these real fast because you're going to be invited, and we're going to talk about this here in a moment. You're going to be invited to a dinner over the next few weeks that we would, we're just begging you to come. I'm just going to put it that way. And you come to it, and all this will get explained in depth. But here's just the bullet list of what we're going to go over, okay? Right here on property, we're going to finish out the last room of the building, the campfire room, and bless our children. We're going to work on magnetic uh, entry and exit doors up front so we can love our neighbor. We're going to uh, work on parking lot repair and steward what we have and put our best foot forward. We're going to work on the worship arts and worship our Lord so that the music can go out and the video can work and all of that sort of thing. Then we're going to invest in the next generation with something around here called the river, which is the next generation of uh, young people. Then there's the mortgage. We're going to continue to buy the building. Now, you know, these days, this has got to be my number one thank you to God because I'm telling you, I would not be standing here this morning talking about deep spirituality and biblical justice if it weren't for the mortgage. The mortgage got us into this trouble. Thank you, Jesus. It all scaled up. We'll talk about that more too. Then outside the property, out in the mission, anapra and beans and rice, we're going to feed the hungry. China Training Centers, we're going to spread the gospel. Dignity Liberia Fisher Clinic, we're going to heal the sick. The Eastland House down in the inner city, we're going to bind up the broken. Global Orphan Project, we're going to protect the orphan. Prodeo at-risk students, we're going to bless somebody else's children and take care of them. Veronica's Voice, we're going to rescue the slaves. And we're going to welcome the stranger and the least of these. 2020. Our upcoming financial challenge is all about financially underwriting the vision for the next three years of this church. 36 months beginning on April 2nd, and you are invited to participate in this. This is a spiritual journey for the next five weeks. It is a time to pray about it, come and learn about it, us gather together and ask our questions, nod in, and see what's happening. This is where we're going for the next three years. I just want to make sure 
we get our vision 2020 around here, okay? That's what we're going to be working on. We can do all three, everyone. Biblical justice, deep spirituality, and high-quality Sundays, along with the other ministries that we have around here, such as small groups, redemptive communities, milestones, mercy streets, Sunday uh, student ministries, and children's ministry, and respite care, and retreats, and trips, and so forth. We can do it all. We're that mature of a church. We can do this, and we can obey God and be that church we're supposed to be. Amen. Well, let me introduce you, uh, Brad and Chris. Come on up here. Chris, you know, because he sings all the time. Perhaps, Brad, you don't. Uh, but uh, Chris Lee and Brad Klapmeyer are the co-directors of the 2020 Financial Challenge uh, that we'll be entering into for the next three years. So they are organizing all the teams and so forth. Um, what do you have to say? What are you asking everyone to do? Yes, great, great question. Uh, so for my part... There are two things that I wanted to communicate to everyone. Um, to, to rehash a little bit what Dan said, we're really excited about this season. Every three years uh, for the last, I don't know, 13 years or something mm-hmm. like that, we've done these financial challenges, and it's a time for us to reinvigorate our souls for what God has called us to do, to take inventory about what the mission of Lakeland Community Church is. And so we are super excited about that. The way we go about doing this is we throw a bunch of parties Okay, so we got a bunch of parties coming at you. Um, so, two, my two things are: one, if you are interested in participating with the teams that are hosting those events, and there's dinners, like sit-down dinners and fun and games, and let's see, there's a, a team that's putting together a prayer event um, to help us all engage spiritually and to find God and, and our and our place in this whole process. There's a myriad of teams to. Um, to participate on it. And if you're interested in that, you can see Brad or I after service, and we'll just take down some uh, quick information from you, and um, you can pitch in and help with that. We would love to get everybody as involved as possible, because we think that you'll um, be more connected with the mission and the vision of Lakeland if you're participating with, with us as we do it. Uh, so that's the first thing. The second thing is, um, not this coming week, but the following week, and a little bit the week after, um, the first round of those parties is happening. They're the 2020 Vision Dinners. And the goal for those dinners is to have as close to 100% attendance for everyone who has done anything at Lakeland ever to really catch the information and hear, catch the vision and hear all the information about what we're doing with our next three years. We'll go through all the initiatives. There's like five of them, right? uh, There's four. Four. There's four of them. So there's a lot of options uh, for you to attend. Many, most, or maybe all of you have already received an, inv- uh, an invitation to attend one of those dinners. We would really, really uh, encourage you to find one of those dates and sign up. It's totally free. Brad's going to give you more information about that. But if you have not gotten that inv- invitation, um, see us, and we'd really like to get you on the list so that we can all be there. Tell us about the dinners. Sure. Just to be clear, those dinners are for everybody. So if you have not received some sort of invitation or one of my annoying emails... Um, then reach out to us. We want you to be there. So the dinners are going to be filled with uh, Lakeland's own comedy troupe, which is going to be really exciting. There's one cheer for that. It's going to be... And he's in it. Two? Do we get three? Um, And he's in it. (laughs) It's going to be homemade sauce, homemade meatballs, spaghetti, and then most importantly, you're going to hopefully be inspired, and you're going to hear the message of... um, from those that have been called within Lakeland to sort of lift up the church community, to drive uh, the message of God forward, and 
it's gonna, I think it's gonna be pretty powerful. And those dinners are to come laugh and have joy, but also to hear about the movement that's going on with Lakeland. Lakeland. And I think that's why it's just so important that we all try to be there. Yeah. Um, so reach out to us. Again, it's food, fun, friends. And I have to give a bunch of money at these dinners, right? No, no financial commitment at this dinners, okay? So don't sweat about any of that. You will not make a financial commitment at these dinners. You'll just come, and then later on in the month of March, we'll advise you into some prayer um, so you can kind of think about how you want your next three years to go in terms of financial commitment. So there's, there's nothing to take away from these events except for knowing what's going on better, seeing the transparency that happens at Lakeland, and eating and laughing. Oh, and the, maybe the asterisk, too, is we have invited the high school youth. Oh, yeah, these. right. That was late-breaking um, news for us during the service youth, here. The, the, the yeah. youth have been invited. Oh. The only complication is that they share a similar email to the parents within Lakeland. So if you have a high school youth... They were invited to a different night. Different so we're going to reach out to those high school students separately to make Same sure night. that they know that they're, they're scheduled for a separate night than their parents in many cases because a lot of the dinners are, are structured for kind of life phase so that you're in there with your peers. So what are you saying? So uh, you as parents probably got an email yeah. invitation, and, uh-huh. and there was not a way for us to send that email to separately to high school students in oh, Lakeland okay. Connect. So, tell so they're, going, they're going to be reached out to separately okay, gotcha. from Adam and Jason and all those folks. Oh. Um, so they'll get a separate thing. And don't worry as parents if they have a different date than you do. Oh, That's okay. deliberate. All right. 